Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send a screenshot of that review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and he will get you one of these Heartland College Sports koozies out in the mail. They are awesome. I promise you want one. Today we are talking quarterback battles from across the country. It is that time of the year, fall camp. It's starting to wrap up. We've got week zero games coming up this week, and and college football is in the air. But we've got some really important quarterback battles to go through from from across the country. Lots of them in the SEC, uh, a couple from the Big 12 that we want to talk about, and then uh, we'll, we'll try and wrap things up out west. Uh, first one we're going to, the Alabama Crimson Tide have got to figure out how they are going to uh, replace Bryce Young, which is is easier said than done. And uh, they've got three guys in the battle. You've got Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, and Tyler Buckner, who transferred in from, from Notre Dame. And this this is kind of one that, that's to be determined. It sounds like at this point that Jalen Milrow, the former five-star, uh, is going to be the guy to, to, to win the job. He's garnering the most first-team reps at this time. Um, and he's been one of the better quarterbacks in, in the scrimmages throughout fall. So uh, it's looking like Milrow, but but don't t- don't count out uh, Nick Saban playing more than one quarterback uh, going into the year. I would not be surprised if <clears throat> if they see some changes uh, in the backfield uh, just to get those other guys ready, just in case they have to come in. Uh, but right now, it looks like Jalen Milrow is the guy out there. And uh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's got starting experience from last year. Uh, he's an electric athlete. He's a guy that, that has all the talent in the world. Um, and if we're going to be looking at an Alabama offense that's really just going to want to run the ball down your throat this year, it should come as no surprise that a running quarterback like Jalen uh, Milrow is is who potentially wins the job there. So uh, let's, let's go across the Iron Bowl rivalry to Auburn where you've got a three-horse race with Robbie Ashford, uh, Harold Greiner, uh, Jerriner, and Peyton Thorne. And this one is decided. Uh, Hugh Freeze has named uh, Peyton Thorne as, as the as the starter there. Uh, he's the former Michigan State quarterback, if the name sounds familiar. And it's it's not something that really should, should surprise you, given uh, he was a pretty big name in, in the transfer portal, and, and Hugh Freeze is looking to completely change things and in Auburn there. So uh, <clears throat> Thorne brings in two years of experience. Um, they won 11 games in 2021 with him as a starter. And then uh, when you look at, when you look at what uh, they have behind Ashford, it looks like Geariner is the, is the second string option out there with, with Robbie Ashford uh, being, being third string. So Thorne wins the job there. And uh, it appears that we'll have two new starting quarterbacks uh, in the Iron Bowl this year. And we have a pretty good idea of who those two might be as long as they can stay healthy throughout the year. We'll stay in the SEC. We've got a couple more here to talk about. Uh, Graham Mertz versus Jack Miller is the story out in Florida. Um, they're looking for, for a new guy to replace Anthony Richardson, who obviously is is a is an Indianapolis Colt now. And, there's some optimism in Gainesville that that Mertz can be the guy uh, at Florida after after leaving uh, Wisconsin after his, his 
career there kind of stalled. And it's, it's a, it's sounds like it's come down to him as being the starter there um, with, with uh, him acting as, as QB one throughout fall camp. So uh, Graham Mertz is the guy, uh, another transfer quarterback, um, you know, more often than not starting quarterbacks at this point are transfers. That's just, uh, it's a crazy stat, but, but over 50% of the starting quarterbacks and, and FBS are transfer guys. So this is another one of those cases. And it seems like Mertz was at Wisconsin for forever. And now he will be the starting quarterback there in Gainesville with Jack Miller backing him up. Uh, Billy Napier and, and the Gators are coming off a rough, rough start to, to his tenure there last season, but they're looking to get back uh, to their winning ways, which Florida has done just about as well as anybody. Um, and and their first game comes against Utah next Thursday, and that is in Utah. So uh, be it be a difficult start for a first time uh, quarterback. But the good news is is Graham Mertz has definitely had some starting experience after he started for the Badgers for for a couple of seasons up there at Wisconsin. Uh, Georgia, the reigning national champions have have named a starting quarterback, and that is Carson Beck, who who beat out Brock Vandergriff uh, to become the starter for 2023. Um, and, and this is a guy that's been under Kirby Smart for a couple of years. Um, he kind of entered fall camp as, as a guy that they expected to, to win as long as he didn't lose the job. It would be his, and it sounds like that's what he's done. Um, so, so now Georgia's got a quarterback named and they're going after their third straight national championship, which hasn't been done in a long, long time. Um, can can a first-time starter uh, lead them there? The roster around him is good enough uh, that you could say yes pretty pretty easily, but uh, it'll be tough either way. But Carson Beck is a guy that's got all the talent. He's got all the intangibles, uh, and he could be the next great quarterback for, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, certainly has enough help around him to make that happen. All right, we are going to the. Uh, let's. We've got one more here. Let's let's talk. Let's talk one more in the uh, in the SEC, and we're going to Ole Miss. Uh, this is a three horse race between Jackson Dart, Walker Howard, and Spencer Sanders, who transferred in from Oklahoma State. Jackson Dart obviously transferred last year from USC. Um, this one has not been determined officially. I lean Dart in this in this one. I, I believe that that he's going to be the starter again. I think uh, Sanders gives uh, them some some long, you know, gives them some some tenure and gives them some experience to to maybe push Dart or back him up if something happens again with his health. But here's the deal: I think Jackson Dart just has uh, more. Um, for what you're looking for in a, in a Lane Kiffin style offense. We saw Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma at Oklahoma state just struggle to, to not put the ball into bad situations. He he struggled taking care of the football. And uh, I think that that's going to be a, a huge point of emphasis, obviously for, for Lane Kiffin with them playing in the sec with a tough schedule there. Um, I think, I think it leads Jackson dart. I think his ceiling is a little bit higher. Uh, and Sanders obviously provides a really, really good backup option. Um, you know, potentially one of the better ones in the country. So, uh, don't be surprised if, if they, if they, uh, name Dart, the, the quarterback there, 
And uh, I lied. We got one more, one more in the SEC. There's a lot of quarterback battles going on in the SEC. Texas A&M's uh, quarterback battle between Connor Wigman and Max Johnson. This one is is gonna they're gonna they're gonna hold out until they trot the first guy out on the field in this one. I don't think Jimbo Fisher's gonna be telling anybody what he's got planned. Um it kind of seems like Wigman's gonna be the guy there. Uh Wigman, Wigman, if I'm saying that properly, if I'm not, sorry about it. Uh but I do think that uh that having a guy like that with with obviously really good pedigree of uh former five star uh in the twenty twenty two class. It's somebody to, to look for, and I do think that that obviously if he can live up to the hype there, Texas A&M's offense takes a, a major jump. Um, but obviously we haven't seen really good offense at A&M in several years now, so uh, I'll kind of have to believe that whenever I see it. All right, let's jump up to the Big Ten for a little bit. We've got uh, – let's start with, with the big one. Ohio State has a two uh, – uh, two guys up for for their starting position at, at quarterback here. We got Kyle McCord versus Devin Brown. Um, it sounded like McCord was going to be the guy that that pushed or that that was that came into training camp as the as the leader in the clubhouse. But there's some noise. Uh, you heard Josh Pay talk about it on his podcast uh and you heard you've heard from from some other some other places that Devin Brown is now the race yet uh this one's not determined and obviously Devin Brown uh if you're competing for the starting quarterback job at Ohio State you're plenty good enough to be there and i i would just i would take caution in in, in crowning Calvin Court as the starter there uh it it does sound like Brown has has done really good and he's he's done really well in camp um and he's at least made this he's at least made this interesting uh down the stretch uh, obviously you'd like to keep both of those guys if you can it may be one of those situations but everything that that we've heard it, it sounds like this this one's coming down to the wire uh I still think McCord's going to be the guy that trots out there first um just because it seemed like he was the incumbent coming into fall camp, but uh, would not surprise me in the least to see Devin Brown be the guy that, that uh, ends up winning that job. Uh, let's, let's go to Illinois. Now we've got a, another interesting one, Luke Altemeyer versus John Paddock. Uh, Altemeyer is obviously a guy that transferred in from, from Ole Miss. And uh, if you're unaware, John Paddock was a starter at Ball State last season. And, uh, Luke Altemeyer has won this job. Uh, Brett Bielema said that he feels as good at quarterback as they ever have there uh, with Altemeyer with um, as the starter. And so uh, look out for Illinois. They, they might end up being a pretty good ball team uh, out there. They, they play really good defense. They feel good about the offensive line. They've got some skill position that they're really excited about. And then obviously if, if Altemeyer is the quarterback that they've been looking for, or the missing piece that they've been looking for, uh, it'll be really interesting to see if that's something uh, that, that brings them over the threshold and gets them, uh, you know, pushing a little bit for Big Ten contention there. Uh, obviously, the, those are big words, but it's something that you you got to look at because Altemeyer comes in. He's a former four-star quarterback, uh, and obviously, he was good enough to to end up in uh, end up down there at the Grove and and in Ole Miss. So. Uh, if he wins the job there, which it sounds like he has, 
you got to be really excited if you're an Illinois fan uh, about what they've got going into the year. And then um, we're going to jump over to the uh, Pac-12, uh, rest in peace, Pac-12. Uh, we got one more really good year of college football out there. There's a lot of exciting quarterback battles, uh, or a lot of exciting quarterbacks, rather. Uh, you've got a lot of Heisman contenders out there. you got, obviously, Caleb Williams, who won it last year, but you've got Michael Penix at Washington. You've got Bo Nix at, at Oregon, who started his uh, his Heisman campaign off already with some billboards and and uh, things of that nature. Uh, but you got two quarterback battles that everybody's kind of watching out there, and they both have been named. We'll start with, with Oregon State. You had Ben Gulbrinson, uh, Aiden Childs, and obviously DJ Uyunglele, who transferred in from Clemson. It does sound like the Clemson transfer has won the job, um, and he had to earn it. And this is somebody uh, that that comes in uh, and takes a takes a job away from a guy that went seven and one as as a starter last year, which which that was Galbrinson. So uh, this was not not an easy. Uh, this was not an easy thing. This was where, you know, Uyangale needed to come in and, and prove that he could be uh, more consistent. He had a better year a uh, season ago, but obviously it, it wasn't good enough to, to hold off uh, him from being benched. Now he's going to be the starter for Oregon state. Um, and that's a really intriguing team. They won 10 games last year. And if, if DJ can get them, uh, playing really good ball on offense, and and they're able to uh, maybe recreate some of the success they had a season ago. That could be a really fun one to watch, and something that uh, so somebody that that could be a surprise team, a surprise contender in the Pac-12 this year. Um, you know, obviously before the the conference comes to an end in 2024. So uh, DJ Uyangale is your starting quarterback at at Oregon State going into the season, and then. Perhaps the most interesting one in the Pac-12 is what they've got going on down at uh, at Arizona State, and Kenny Dillingham, uh, you know, takes the job and brings in a huge, absolutely huge uh, recruit in Jaden Rashada uh, from the class of 2023. He was one of the better better players in the country last year. Uh, he, he's got Drew Pine and Trenton Borgo to to battle against, and it sounds like Rashada has won the job. Um, and, and that's you know that, that's that's a big deal for, for for a team like Arizona State. Um, you know he he beats out a, a, an experienced transfer in Drew Pine, who came in obviously from Notre Dame, and this is this is a big deal for not only Rashada but but Dillingham who. If if they get, if they can get on the same page, this sets up really well for Arizona State going into the Big Twelve next season. Um, you could have a you could you could honestly say that Rashada may go into to the to the league as as potentially the best quarterback in the conference uh, next year, uh, or at least having an argument for it if he can if he can really come into his own uh, and get some really good experience this year. Uh, they will play a Big 12 opponent in week two um, in, in Oklahoma State. And that's kind of where I want to transition to end the show because there was some some interesting uh, news out of Oklahoma State today being Thursday, August 24th. Uh, and we'll get to that. Give me just a second here. 
going to take a, a, a quick sip here, just some water. Um, but uh, we, we've got some, some interesting news from Mike Gundy. And he, just some backstory here. We, we obviously, we saw them lose Spencer Sanders to the transfer portal. So for the first time since 2018, somebody not named Spencer Sanders is going to be the starter coming into the year. And Alan Bowman transfers in, <clears throat> and he, he spent a couple of seasons at Michigan. Uh, nothing of uh, nothing to note there, but obviously was a, a uh, an experienced quarterback at at Texas A and M with a lot of experience. Uh, three seasons there, passed for over five thousand three hundred yards. Um, he had thirty four touchdowns to 18 interceptions at Texas Tech, uh, or sorry, 33 of his 34 touchdowns came at Texas Tech. And uh, this is a guy that that came in, and a lot a lot of us really expected him not to be handed the job, but that he would win it um, with, without much without much issue, uh, being that Gary Rangel and, and Gunnar Gundy are, are the guys that, that uh, started for him last year after Spencer Sanders went down with injury and it just didn't work out well. Well, Mike Gundy said today that Oklahoma State plans on playing multiple quarterbacks in 2023. Uh, and he, he even went as far as to say maybe for quite a while. He's not sure how long that will be the case. So <clears throat> what that tells me is uh, maybe Alan Bowman uh, is not the guy that he was at Texas Tech uh, earlier in his career. Uh, maybe he is he's struggling to pick up the offense there in Stillwater. Um, or, you know, this could be this could be a little bit of uh, uh, Gundy holding his, his his hand close to his chest and not really showing us uh, the cards and what he's got. But I he's not usually one to mince words, and I it would it would really surprise me if he if he didn't at least say that they have an idea of who they're going to start. So that means that we're going to see. Potentially Rangel and Gunner, and then obviously uh, Bowman. Uh, whenever Central Arkansas comes to comes to town on September second to get the season started for Oklahoma State, it'll certainly be one to watch if you're a, if you're a Pokes fan. But uh, if you're a Big Twelve fan and uh, curious to see what Oklahoma State's going to be looking like, um, they haven't announced the starter, and it doesn't sound like anybody's won the job just yet. So be tuning in for that one. Uh, just to see kind of what they've got. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of other pieces there that they need uh, transfers to step in and fill. Uh, they feel really good about where they're at defensively, but it sounds like uh, quarterback could be an issue for Oklahoma State going into the year. That's going to do it for us here tonight. I appreciate you guys tuning in for the show every week and listening to me ramble on college football. Uh, we really do enjoy doing it. And if you guys enjoy the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send your uh, screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and he will get you one of these Heartland College Sports koozies out in the mail. I'm Brian Clinton and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.